Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom. We're now in Masachet Rosh Hashanah, Dav Chaf Amud Bet. This will be the final podcast in this, the first parak of Rosh Hashanah, continuing with issues related to Kiddush HaChodesh. Amar Shmuel, Yachilna L'Tukune L'Chulei Gola. I could fix the calendar for the entire Bavel. Amalei Abba Avua, the Rabbi Simloi Lishmuel. So this uh, elder asked Shmuel, Yadamar Haimelta L'Tanya Besod HaYibur. We have a bright uh, in the calculations of the Ibur that goes as follows whether the molad happened before midday or after midday and do you recognize that phrase Amar Lelo I don't know that phrase Amar if you don't know that phrase there must be other things you don't know so even the great Shmuel who was known as an astronomer and uh, an expert in this area still was not fully proficient. Kisalik Rabbi Zera Shalach Luzerim Zera made Aliyah, famous story about him making Aliyah. He sent back a message to Bavelt. The night and day have to be from the new month. We'll see what that means. That's the reference to it. That man said, This is what it means. That we take into account the Molad, meaning the calculated Molad, of when the new moon should have appeared. Nolad Korum Chatzot, if that new moon was in the morning, then then we know that it could have been seen close to sunset. But if it was not before midday, then it could not have been seen close to sunset. We'll see why that is. What's the difference? Either way, if witnesses come and say they saw it, they saw it. Because if we know by calculations that the new moon uh, could not have appeared or could not have been born, as it were, after, until after midday, then the, then the witnesses who said they saw it before sunset were not accurate. I'm not necessarily lying, but they might not have known what they were saying. This may help. The uh, the moon is um, is out of vision for 24 hours. Ledidan uh, to those of us uh, here in Bavel, sheet uh, Six of the old month, meaning the the 24 hours, the first six are from the old month. The 18 of the new month. Lidu in Eretz Yisrael, sheet mechadata It's flipped. Again, what's the difference? to be able to demonstrate that the witnesses are incorrect. How do we know that you that uh, that you need a full night and day of the first of the first day to testify it? So in both cases, it says that this holiday happens evening to evening or to evening. Why would there be a difference between using the two psukim? says academic, just which pasuk you picked. And Rav Amar Chatzot Laila Kibanaihu, that according to the first Pasuk, Chatzot Halayla would not have to be, uh, we would start it actually at evening, and according to the second Pasuk, Chatzot Laila would have to be, so it would have to be 24 hours from midnight to midnight, that's part of the new month to be able to demonstrate it, because again, for 24 hours, it's not visible. So the testimony would have to come with 24 hours after the Molad would have happened. Amar Vizera Am Nachman, Kol Sveik Alakami Shadinu, every time we have a Safeik, we push the day ahead. So what does that mean? In other words, it's the real day of the 15th. It's the first day of Pesach and Sukkot. And the 16th, 
our base of of dinner. We don't go backwards and say maybe we should keep the fourteenth also. So why don't we do that? Maybe Elav and Elo are both chaser. So the day that in our calendar came out to 14 is really 15. The answer is, If they had made two deficient months in a row, we would have heard about it. It would have been a big, big famous thing. Okay, Levi equal to Bavel Bachad Sabatishrei. Levi arrived in Bavel, or was at a particular place in Bavel, on the 11th of Tishrei. Amar Basim Tavshilat Bavloi Biyomarabba Dimarava. That uh, I see that the uh, people here in Bavel are cooking good food on the day that's the Tzom in Eretz Yisrael. Amri Asi, they say, can you testify? And then indeed we'll know that today really Jom Kippur, we stop eating. I'm not willing to go that far because I did not directly hear the testimony Mikudash. So Yachanan made the following announcement in Eretz Yisrael. Any location that the Shluchim of Nisan are able to get to, but the Shluchim of Tishrei can't get to, because they have three less days to travel. They should still make two days, even on Pesach, because the precaution, because of Tishrei, so they should always make two days Yom Tov. He doesn't mention Shavuot here. These two rabbis, they came to such a place, they made one day Pesach because there were Shluchim who came on Nisan and told them what Rosh Chodesh was. So nobody told them to do differently. Rabbi Yochanan heard about this and was upset. And when he gets its ruling, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you that ruling? Okay, so that he should have done that. Rava had the custom of having two days of um, of Yom Kippur because he didn't know really which day it was and uh, maybe in, in Eretz Yisrael for some reason they had made Elul a Mu'ubar so he would uh, task both days and one day, one year it actually turned out that he was right Nachman uh, had the full day of Yom Kippur the Orta Atahu Gavra, fellow came at night. In Eretz Yisrael, now this is the beginning of Yom Kippur. Where are you from? He told him the name of the town. So he accused him. He said, You're indeed, that's going to lead to blood. Why? Because you came exactly at the time. It was the end of the day. We didn't have time to eat now because it's now dark and now we found a Yom Kippur. But we also had not eaten from be, from finishing the fast that we thought was the fast. And so it uh, led to much uh, anguish. When you see that winter is going to last all the way until the 16th of Nisan, you should make that a Shana Mubaret. Don't worry about anything. Meaning, Shmor Aviv Shel Tukufa Shebechodesh Nisan. You have to make sure that the springing uh, happens in Chodesh Nisan. Rav Nachman told the sailors, You're obviously not going to hear when we made Rosh Chodesh. When you see that the moon is exactly lined up with the day, it means it rises in the morning and sets at night, that you should get rid of your chametz. So, Eman Marshlim, Bachamesa, wait a second, that happens on the 15th. We have to go to Chamez on the 14th. The answer is, did they do it to Migalahu Alma? But the visibility is broader at the sea. 
They already see that event on the 14th, and that's the time to be chametz. Okay, the next Mishnah, we saw this already. There are two months for which Edim, who see the new month, have to run and be mechalel Shabbat to get to Yushalayim and testify. Those are also the months that Yushalayim go out to Surya. That's how we make sure the Mordot are all correct. When the Beit HaMikdash was around, he'd go for every month to make sure the Korbanot were on the right day, including Rosh Chodesh. There's only two months for which we do this. The Shluchin go out for six months. We saw that in the previous Mishnah. Av and Kislev, etc. What it means is this. The Shluchin go out... Um, <coughs> uh, when it's clear that we know when the molad is, they go out the evening before. But for Nisan and Tishrei, they have to wait until they actually hear Mekudash to make sure it's 100% right. For those two, they have to hear Mekudash. Which will take care of all the molad, because remember, Shavuot is simply a relative date to Pesach. How do we know that we're Chalel Shabbat to testify? And as we saw means has to be done the right day, even if that day is Shabbat. I might think that just like you're Chalel Shabbat to make sure that Beitin is Mekadesh on time, that perhaps in the same way you're Chalel until the people find out. In other words, the Shulchin should be Mechalel, Tam and Lomar, Shet to go Tam, Al Kriyatam, Tam Mechalel, Vyatam Mechalel, Kiyumam. You're Mechalel Shabbat in order to have them declare Rosh Chodesh, but not to make sure that the information is passed on. Originally, they would be Mechalel for every month. After the Korban, Rabbi Yochum Zakai said, There's no more Korban, and therefore there's no justification for being Mechalel Shabbat. Um, they went now to this new Takana, which is reflected in our Mishnah, to only go for Shabbat. Okay, the next Mishnah, for those two months, you go and, and violate Shabbat to testify whether or not the moon was seen clearly, which means you assume other people who are closer saw it, or not. So, Reosi disagrees and says, that if it was seen clearly, you're not Mechalel Shabbat, you assume others saw it closer, and we're not Mechalel. And now we have a story. There were 40 uh, witness, uh, sets of witnesses that came through, and they came through Lod, and Rekiva made them stay in Lod, not violate Shabbat, not violate Chum Shabbat, because evidently it was a moon that was clearly seen. He didn't say Rekiva was wrong, and necessarily disagreed with Rabbi Yossi, but he said that um, if you, or the position of Rabbi Yossi, but he said if you do this, next time they won't want to come at all, and therefore, and we'll see more about this in the second parak, and therefore you should have let them go. Okay, How do we know that Alil means um, uncovered or obviously seen? It's like um, it's like a distilled silver, clear to the ground. Mizukak shivatayim, very well distilled, seven times. 
Rabbi Shua, Hanamar Hamishim Sharivinani Vu Baalam, Hulani Nul Moshe Hasar Had. There's fifty gates of of understanding, and Moshe got forty nine in them. Shemar, At Hasar Miat Melohim. You made him just less than God. Mikesh called him so divrechefet. So Shlomo, or Chizkiah, whoever the author of Kohelet says, that he wanted to find divrechefet. Mikesh called Liot Kemoshe. He wanted to be like Moshe. So called Rallo, Chatuv Yosher divrechefet. The response was that you have to write straight and words of truth and what does it say in the straight book of the Torah there was no prophet like Moshe meaning you can't have be as smart as Moshe as knowledgeable as understanding as Moshe and there's a response to that which is sure there was no Navi like Moshe but there could be a king like Moshe so how would we interpret the Pasuk then? He wanted to be able to judge based on his own intuition. To understand what a person wants. This follows the story of the Shtei Zonot, of course. The Torah says you need two witnesses. We have the story no way that Rabbi Kiva did this. Rosh Zefer was the mayor of this town, Geder. Ikvan, and Geder's not near Lod, it's on the other side, in the East Bank. Rosh had him removed from office as a result. The next Mishnah. Let's say a father and a son see the moon together. They still go, and they still violate Shabbat. Not that the two of them could testify together, because that's Pasul. But if one of them becomes pasul for some other reason, didn't see it clearly or some other note, then he could join a third fellow who maybe came from somewhere else. She disagrees and says, a father and son could testify together. We'll see the proof text. There's a story about this doctor who saw it in Yerushalayim, so it's not an issue of Shabbat, he, his son, and he had an Ebed Meshukhar who still lived with him, or was with him, and saw it. The Kohanim, like Rabbi Shimon, accepted him and his son. They didn't accept the witness, the slave, because the slave was not Miuchas. When they come to Beitim, Beitim did the opposite. His Ebed is technically a proper witness, he's Meshukhar now, and they're not related to each other, and they invalidated the son. Okay, I'm a Rebbe My time to Rabbi Shimon. Why does Rabbi Shimon say a father and son could testify together? Hashem tells Moshe and Aaron about Rosh Chodesh. A dudzu to take Shayabachem, meaning the two of you could be witnesses. You and your brothers. Rabbanon says, a dudzu te misuralachem. What it means is that you are in charge of this, a dud. It has to come to Beit Din Agadol, but not that you could be witnesses. So we hear this story. The halacha follows Rabbi Shimon that father and son are are valid. Rabbi Yossi, first of all, Rabbi Yossi seems to disagree. And Ma'aseh, the whole story, that in the end the Beit Din accepted. You're still maintaining Rabbi Shimon? Many times I mention in front of Rav that the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Shimon and Rav didn't disagree. How did you teach it? He said the opposite, meaning Rabbi Shimon's the one who invalidates a father's son. That's why Rav didn't correct you, because he's not so concerned whether Allah Rabbi Shimon or not, 
He's concerned with what Rabbi Shimon said according to you, and therefore what the actual practical halacha will be, and we will invalidate a father and son together. But in spite of that, halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, um, based on the version that we have, and therefore, uh, indeed, um, a father and son are, are valid, uh, are valid together. Okay. Elo and Epsulin, who's Pasul for the Yedut? The famous four Psulin Rabbanon that we know about from Sanhedrin. Uh, just quickly, Mesachek Bekubia is a gambler. Machloket is it a, a, a gambler who just occasionally gambles because of Gzela, because of Smachta, or is it because Enom, uh, Osef Yeshuvah Shalolam, and that's all he does. Malve Beribit, people who lend money Beribit. Mafrichayonim, which either means they bet on competition with animals. Uh, racing, or else they are people who trap other animals and seduce them away from the nest. So, people who do business with shmita fruit. What's the rule? By the way, these guys cannot testify about any edut uh, that a woman can't testify, which means a woman can testify, of course, about a man dying to allow the woman to remarry. So that implies that these guys could testify about a man dying. So it shows you that if somebody has a gazlan midirabanan, like uh, somebody who steals from a cheresh or something, then um, he is a kasher le'idut isha, and a woman may remarry based on his testimony that the husband died. Okay, the last Vishnu, which has no gemara attached, a person can't walk, uh, let's say even on, let's say, it's, this is even on Shabbat, and he saw he saw it. Molichino tol achamor. They put him on a donkey. Afilu mitar. They carry him on a bed. In sodelahem, if let's say there are dangerous people on the way, lochim beadam aklot. They could take sticks. Atadir chokaf. It's far away. Lochim beadam azot. They could take food. All of this on Shabbat. Shalom halach laylav yom mechalin to Shabbat. If it's up to twenty four hours away, you can mechal on Shabbat. Yotzin leidut achodesh. And you go for eidut achodesh. Namar elam odei adonai shikotam b'mo adam. And that brings us to the end of Parak Arba'a Rosh Hashanim. We'll begin in the second Parak in the next podcast. Means everybody should have a wonderful day.